When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the Everything is Black and White podcast. I'm Andrew Musgrove and today we're bringing you a special episode on the podcast. We're going to look at the under-21 squad in Castle United, the players who have featured primarily in the Checker Trade Trophy and Castle do travel down to Grimsby on Tuesday. Uh, Lee Ryder will be going down to cover the game for Chronicle Live uh, alongside Matthew Raysbeck for Boosie Newcastle. Um, thank you very much, Matthew, for coming in. We're going to look at the players who who have impressed you so far this season now you guys have both seen a lot of games and potentially the players who could make it as future Newcastle United stars I mean first and foremost Lee can you sum up what you've seen so far this season from the 21s how they've impressed you well I think if you if you look at last season on the, coming into this one on the back of last season Newcastle got rid of a lot of players in the summer um, they didn't want to renew the contracts they wanted a smaller squad um, and they are now working with a smaller squad. And you know, last season in, in Premier League Two, which is the you know reserve league that Newcastle operate in these days, uh, basically you know they finished second bottom of that last season, and they struggled. And you know, we wrote last season and the season before about how there was a bit of a losing mentality at the club in general. Um, you know, be, this was obviously before Rafa came in, but they, they were very upset about what what we wrote about them. Uh, but this season has been. A real change, obviously, Ben Dawson in sole charge. Now, uh, Steve Harper ably assisting him. Um, Neil Redfern had a, a, a brief period at the club, um, and he, he's now gone. But what you see now from the from the under-23s and under-21s for the checker trade uh, is you're seeing a, a much more organised team, I would say. They're very compact. Um, they, they seem to be getting a few good tips from Steve Harper who's been around at the highest level for you know 20 years at Newcastle uh, he is there as a goalkeeping coach but I think they've got a little bit more than just a goalkeeping coach there I think he's pretty much the number two uh, probably we could say quietly because that's not his official title but they, they've done really well they've done well in the league they smashed Sunderland 5-0 um, they beat Man United 4-1 mm-hmm. on Friday night and obviously they've won both the checker trade games so I think they're in pretty good shape Head down to Grimsby, I think just needing a point to get through to the to the next rounds. Have they impressed you so far? I think in both of the games, I think the Doncaster game for me, well, going into that one, a lot of people going, mm, they're going to get turned over here because Doncaster pretty much had the first team out that night. But uh, Newcastle served up a really good 3-1 win. Uh, very solid. The Longstaff brothers playing very well at the moment. Uh, they went to Notts County. It was, it was a similar sort of night really people thought Notts County would would have the edge with them being the seniors team of course and Newcastle were brilliant they won 2-0 um, they did everything right and they put themselves in with a perfect chance of getting in the knockout stages which they didn't do last year when uh, they had a, a very difficult group they'd be crew to begin with but they lost to Port Vale and then got absolutely stuffed off Oldham and got knocked out and, and uh, this season's been much better Ironically, I think that game was a year to the day because it was the foundation dinner. That's right. And uh, 
Yes. So some people were sipping the champagne and me and Razor were in the stands at Oldham. Freezing at Oldham. It was John Anderson's birthday as well, our match summariser on BBC Newcastle, former Newcastle defender, and he celebrated at Boundary Park. Yeah. Yeah, watching a 4-1 defeat. I'm trying to think. Did he did he get a pie? He did because he, it was a voucher available. A voucher for um, some confectionery. Often the media get get fed at matches, and we're very lucky to receive that kind of hospitality. The further down the league you, leagues you go, you get less and less. But Oldham at least gave us a voucher. So did you um, stick a candle in the pie? <laughs> that was a Mars bar uh, that Mars we uh, right. uh, that we got him. Yeah, for uh, for his birthday, but. He was relatively happy with that, though, wasn't he? Well, it, it was the best he was going to get. Um, but they were very hospitable at Oldham last year. But it was a a match that I think just underlined probably where that team was and where that squad was. And this year, it's completely different, isn't it? The Doncaster match, on paper, should have been the hardest. And they went and put three past a team that at the time was doing well in League One and and... They are having a good season. And you're right, Lee, they had largely their first team out. They had a couple of players missing. James Coppinger, who used to be at Newcastle, a Doncaster legend in his late 30s now. Uh, they left him out, rested him and a couple of others. But, I mean, that was, must have delivered such a confidence boost to these young Newcastle players. And they went and just did it again against Notts County, who were from the league below. They're in League Two, Doncaster League One. Um Got a penalty, Carl Roberts put it away down the middle and then Elias Sorensen, who I'm sure we're going to talk about in a minute or two, uh, got yet another goal. And it was a, a very competent display again and they must be taking so much from this. They must be learning so much that their their belief in themselves and each other must be um, just going up and up all, all the time. And you come to Grimsby, who've lost their last three in League Two ahead of the weekend going into the Newcastle match um, near the bottom of the table it represents a great chance doesn't it to get at least the point that they need to get to the knockout stage you could quite easily see them going to get victory number three out of three and and they would deserve that and they would deserve all the credit that they would get uh, like they have uh, for the two victories so far so what is the difference do you think is it a change in personnel in terms of the coaching staff is it like you say getting rid of the players that they released and does that kind of up the standard because the players who are there they know that the club wanted to keep them they know that the club wanted to develop them and potentially get them you know into the first team yeah well, I think they've been they've been lucky in some respects that uh, in the league they've had Freddie Woodman playing for them and Freddie Woodman's probably capable of for me he's probably capable of playing regular championship football um, and I think he could be relied upon for Newcastle one day very easily um, they've also got Sean Longstaff who had a really good season last year with Blackpool very unlucky not to go out and loan to Portsmouth this year that got blocked he hasn't really had much chance to shine the first team but these have been the big nights for him having them because this is the most high, pri- high profile games he's had at Doncaster and Notts County uh, it's, it's obviously on the bigger stage uh, in the competition, a bit more media attention, and uh, they've been lucky to have him. But there's been <clears throat> so many other success stories in the yeah. in the squad. Uh, Matty Longstaff, his younger brother, has been fantastic. Sorensen, who again we'll probably talk about him a little bit more shortly, has been great. Kellen Watts at the back mm. has been 
a decent uh, decent sort of operator this year. Uh, Owen Bailey, the captain. Um, they've got Liam Gibson in there, the left back, who has been suffering with illness, hasn't he? The, la- the last couple of years, a really serious illness. Great to see him back and yeah, and and, and actually playing playing quite well. Mm-hmm. I think we were the the Sunderland game earlier this season, he, and he went off with. We didn't know what kind of injury in the warm up, and yeah. We were a bit worried, but he's he's come back, and he obviously wasn't a, a major injury, and he has been performing quite well. Yeah, I mean, he was he actually made his first team debut uh, back three seasons ago now, wasn't it? In La Manga, <laughs> uh, in the in the game against the Swedish side, which Razor can roll off his tongue probably now. Uh, wasn't it Lillestrøm? Lillestrøm, Norway. There you go. Yeah. Uh, so, yes, I mean, for me, I think. They've got some good experience in there for that level. For that level, they're a decent outfit. How many of them will go on to make it? Who knows? It depends on what opportunity they get. But you know, things are looking a lot, lot better in the second string than they have for you know, good probably three or four years since mm-hmm. you know. I mean, I've been covering the reserves since two thousand and five, um, and they have had some good teams down the years. They've produced the likes of Andy Carroll, uh, David Edgar, come through for a while. Uh, they had Fraser Forster, who was a promising player, but ended up having to go somewhere else to get his football. Uh, Tim Krull obviously came through that that system as well. So they have had decent players, but they've also had ones that promised to shine. Mm-hmm. People like James Triossi, um, Brad Inman, and they didn't go on to to do that well. So look, this they, they've got to make sure they make the most of the opportunities. If they can go all the way in this competition, then that'll be a great. Uh, great thing for the career and Lee's mentioned uh, Sean Longstaff he's yeah. mentioned Freddie Woodman there you've got got the likes of Carl Roberts you know these players who are who are impressing but for particular um, in Woodman and Longstaff do you think keeping them in the reserve side and is that more beneficial than send them out on loan probably the best thing for them would be to play in the Newcastle team that gets through to the knockout stage and then gets knocked out and then they go on loan in January so that they've had as much experience against league teams as possible and then they go and have a good four or five months playing regularly somewhere. Um, long staff impressed us in pre-season, scored in Ireland and he's been on the fringes of the first team squad. He may, um, may well get his chance at some point because Rafa Benitez does like him. Um, training with the first team. Yeah, so. exactly. And, and and we know Freddie Woodman's been in and around the first team squad for a while now, but obviously has to get matches because um, otherwise he'd be doing nothing and he needs to play for the under-23s in, in the league as it is. Under-21s is uh, the side they have to field in the EFL trophy. Um, they need to go out on loan, don't they? They, they need to take that step. Um, and Carl Roberts, who you mentioned as well, left winger, scores goals, can play on the right-hand side as well. Can, you know, He's got a lot of the ingredients that can make a good footballer, but he had a brief spell at Kilmarnock and even shorter spell at Gateshead three years ago. He needs to probably go and have that second half of a season somewhere to, I think, more than consolidate his development to really take it to the next level and then come back to Newcastle Um uh, and and push for the first team squad because he was in it pre-season and they played him at left back in a few friendlies and he did well um, but he obviously hasn't had the chance to kick on in terms of the first team since then but you could see Longstaff, Sean, Woodman, Roberts maybe one or two others going out on loan 
in January if Newcastle don't progress beyond the round of 32. Well, that's my next question, because at what stage does it kind of come detrimental to keep them playing in the 21s or on the 23s? Because when I watched Longstaff against Sunderland and Woodman against Sunderland, uh, they just looked well above that level. Now, obviously, you've watched much more football, youth football than I have. Do you, do you see that as well, that they, they are, especially them two players are above that in performance-wise? Absolutely. I think Carl Roberts really, you know, when he went to Gateshead, he probably should have been tearing up that division. I think there was a there was an issue with the manager, I think, at the time uh, at Gateshead. He, he got taken off at half-time in a, in a match and... Um, uh, Obviously, there was unhappiness about that, and, and the loan was cut short. Um, Adam Campbell was there at that at that point. Another yeah. player that came through the Newcastle yeah. academy and, and played in the first team, but then fell fell away. But yeah, Roberts. I mean, for me, Roberts he really needs to get on loan. And uh, look, I, I've watched a lot of these these Premier League two games, or um, you know whatever the league was called before that. But what you got to remember is that once they've came up from the under 18s and they've had a taste of, of under 23 football probably but another 15 or 18 games uh, and I, then I think if they prove they can do it in that 15 or 18 games then I think they're ready to, to go out on loan and then that, then that's the acid test for them because there's no point there's no point wasting your time playing three or four seasons in reserve team football I guess the question is though, for those players who look very good look like they have got a potential uh, first team future at Newcastle United. If you take them out of the mix at that reserve level, then do you kind of risk losing that winning feeling that Newcastle have had this season because you remove the good players like Longstaff, like Roberts, you send yeah. them out on loan, and then you lose, as I think you guys have both hinted at, that kind of experience that they bring to what is a very young side. I mean, what they'll, what they'll say, what the coaching staff will, will say is it's not really about the results, it's about the development of the player. Um, so they're not they're not really bothered about winning leagues or cups. Um, it's nice to do it if you can, but generally, I think they would want to see the player develop, uh, do you know things right, get the, the discipline right is what you know. Some some players don't even can't even turn up on time, you know. So they've got to uh, get all those little things right and get them ready and in a position when they do go out on loan um, that they do well and make the most of it because you can sp- you can spend too long in the reserves. Dan Barley is a being one of them and mm. got got the loan move wrong last last year. He went to crew thinking he was gonna get game time, didn't end up coming back to the reserves and then it's it's kinda of going back down sort of thing. So, you know, they really need to um it's a very small window of opportunity and they've got to really grasp it. And while these this competition checker trade is nice, uh, you wouldn't want to be playing in it season in season out because it means that you're not kicking on. Bigger picture in terms of their career, isn't it? Do you think certain players will be knocking on the door and, and saying, look, I want to go out on loan. I want to be playing at a better standard of football? Exactly that, yeah. And they've seen Barlasa go to Accrington and he's playing regularly now. He's playing, I think, full matches, isn't he? Yeah. Uh, you know, he's an important part of a, of a team that is high up in League One. Um, and you've got Luke Charman there as well, who'd been Newcastle's main centre forward for the last couple of years. He made his debut in this. Um, he made his debut for the first team, didn't he? 
Potentially, was it in this competition? It was, uh, was at the crew, tr- wasn't it? Yeah, in in the tr- in the trophy for Accrington. I think you have That's played. Right. Yeah, yeah. So yes, last night, wasn't yeah. it, or the night before? So he, he's finally got some first team action. Other players will look at that and feel that you know they need to go and get a bit of that because um, the best example of this in, in recent years at Newcastle is Paul Dummett, uh, and Paul Dummett's spoken about this actually. He was in the reserves development team, whatever we call it at Newcastle and he got the chance to go on loan went to Gateshead did very well in the National League the fifth tier of English football playing professional football but against men who needed to win and needed to win to earn a contract for whom it really really mattered and and that you know gave him all uh, the insight he needed into why football matters at a competitive level and it was probably an eye-opener then he went to St Mirren helped win a cup along with Connor yeah. Newton, who was at Newcastle on loan uh, at the time as well. And he said that it showed managers that he could be trusted in a first team. And when he came back, obviously Alan Pardew was Newcastle manager, gave him the debut at Brighton in the cup uh, when when they lost. But he then got his chance properly the following season. And without that loan spell, without being able to show to demonstrate that he can be trusted in a senior game, in whichever league, maybe he wouldn't have gone on to get the chances at Newcastle that he got. And there were other players, uh, Dummett has spoken about it in interviews at Newcastle at that time, that when he went to Gated were wondering why he was going there and, and were happy to stay at Newcastle. And where are they now? They didn't have the attitude and the application and the approach that someone like Dummett has had to, to go in, you know, maybe take yourself out of your comfort zone, go to a more difficult environment but for the greater good when it comes to your career. Yeah, and this is the danger at Newcastle and probably other reserve teams around the country is that they get the you know they come through the youth ranks, they play in the reserves, and they think they think they made it at that point, and they, they think they do, some of them do think the big time. Um, basically, I mean, Paul Dummett when he decided to go to Gateshead, people were not only wondering what he was doing, but they were actually taking the Mickey out of him. For, for oh, why are you going all the way down and play for Gateshead? And as you say, these people who were taking the mickey out of them, they're, they're nowhere near professional football now. So it just shows you that, yeah. And, until you've played, I mean, old school, they would say, until you've played what twenty five first team games, mm. you, you cannot really be taken seriously. And at Newcastle, have got this thing with the squad numbers, and if you keep an eye on what squad numbers players have got, the ones who are getting closer and closer, uh, or higher up, if you like are the ones that, that are impressing behind the scenes with their attitude. And the ones that have got 50-plus numbers uh, are the ones that are heading out the club. Can you give an insight then into how it works? Is it a case that these young players go knocking on doors and say, look, to maybe Ben Dawson or, or even to Benitez maybe, and says, I, I want to go out? Or is it a case they get the offer given to them by Benitez or, or an agent? I mean, does if, if, say, they knock on the door of the manager, is that looked on favourably in Newcastle? I think, you know, the days of of literally knocking on the, the first team manager's door, um, you know, may have, may have gone. I think it's more of a, a decision that is made between the reserve team manager. So Ben Dawson will have a conversation with Rafa Benitez and, and you know, say maybe you need to take a look at him in training. So it's, it's con- constantly earning, you know, promotion and relegation, if you like, in the training ground. Um, it, you know, going up to train with the first team, uh, you know, someone like Barlazer, for example, you know, he was 
told it's probably best that you do go on loan because you know you've done everything you can in the reserves here you're not close to the first team a loan is best for you at the moment someone like Sean Longstaff a little bit different he was out on loan last season this year Rafa actually thinks he's got a chance if there's two or three injuries Rafa thinks he's ready to put in is Dan Barley's already put in probably not uh, you know he's got to have to go out and really impress on loan so it, each player there's a different case definitely and on, on to Soros and mm. then he scored Lee you, I can't think of the top 13 name. goals now. there we go I knew you'd have it has he impressed you well he has um, he's done very well and you know He's probably been the, one of the success stories from the reserve ranks uh, and youth ranks in the last uh, two or three months. But the big question people will be asking is, why not throw him in? Well, I haven't watched all of his games. There is parts that he still needs to brush up on. Uh, yes, he's got the goals, but in terms of other parts of the pitch, and particularly the discipline part is something that he's obviously going to have to keep an eye on. He's getting the headlines now. He's all over the internet. He's got the kind of Danish sort of teenage prodigy tag going on, um, which which happens when you, you're successful. And, you know, against Middlesbrough two weeks ago, I was at St. James Park and he got nailed by a couple of their, you know, centre-halves who were like straight in on him and he didn't have a good game and he, he lost his cool and he possibly could have been sent off. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot to manage there. I think his best chance, really, of you know even getting anywhere near the first team would perhaps be uh, coming on an FA Cup game if they get a lower league opposition, uh, get gets his chance that way, and then possibly go out on loan. I don't think he's gonna be suddenly thrown in like Wayne Rooney was or someone like that, uh, and and then start banging the goals in that first team level. He's looked good when we've seen him in the EFL Trophy and he scored a couple of goals against Sunderland as well uh, at St James's Park in the Derby win in the in the league earlier in the season. But as Lee said, like any young player, there's obviously areas of his game that will be trying to improve. He's still a teenager. He's still young. And you understand the hype and the excitement because whenever a player does well, a youngster at Newcastle, there's clamour. Um, for him to get a chance in the first team but someone like Rafa Benitez is going to be very cool and calm and, and make a decision um, sensibly and, and he's spoken to Ben Dawson the coach of the under 23s about Sorensen and they're aware obviously at first team level that he's developing and doing well but I think the feeling is that he's just not ready yet as, as you've been saying so um the best thing for him probably is just to keep doing what he's doing, keep scoring, keep improving, um, and then keep, you know, keep keep the question out there: should he get a chance? The, the longer he continues to do well, the the likelihood of him getting a chance will increase. Maybe in the FA Cup, maybe even next season. But it's just good to have these young players like him doing well, and that we're talking about in positive terms. Uh, almost a question of when, not if. Uh, they'll get a chance in the first team. Um, you'd fancy him for a couple of goals at Grimsby again because he scored at Doncaster, scored at Notts County. He'll probably want to get another one um, at least. And I think you've got to give credit to Ben Dawson, the coach, as well because he's in sole charge now. Circumstances are obviously probably uh, not the easiest with Peter Beardsley no longer being a part 
um, of the coaching setup. He's on a period of leave from the club, as we know, because of a, another situation. Um, so Ben Dawson's in sole charge, someone who's come through the coaching ranks himself after being a non-league player and uh, is obviously getting the best out of the likes of Sorensen and others, like Lee mentioned, Kelland Watts, a young midfielder who's played at centre-half and he's, he's got England honours at, I think, under-19 level. He's been particularly impressive. So all over that that team, uh, it's not just Sorensen. Players are impressing and performing well. Um, and I'm looking forward to seeing them at Grimsby again. And I'm looking forward to seeing them, hopefully, all being well in a round of 32 match. Uh, and then maybe beyond. But it is after probably not a great few years for the development team. Um, yeah, really positive time for them at the moment. Definitely. Just to quickly wrap up then, just briefly, I mean, a lot of people asking about Victor Fernandez. He featured uh, with in the pre-season with Newcastle. He's out injured. Is it a serious injury? Do we know? I think he's. it's basically been more like a niggling kind of injury. Um, like heel, a, isn't it? It's heel injury, yeah. Um, and he, he was sent home back to spend time with his family uh, in Barcelona and just maybe get a bit of TLC and you know come back um, and s- see how things are. Don't know whether it's going to be serious enough from having an operation, but so he uh, is someone that initially did did impress. He's got potential. He's got potential, but uh, again, it's that sort of small window of opportunity where he's now going to have to to get back in there. And you know, January is going to be interesting because if if some two or three do go out on loan, then creates a space for someone else to come in and and, and do something. Um, so yeah, I think he'll be. You know, he, it's not too serious but uh, we'll have to wait and see and just to wrap up final question then apart from the obvious names uh, being Sean Logstaff Carl Roberts and could say Sorensen and, and Woodman uh, a player who stands out for you guys I've just mentioned Kellen Watts um, so I'll, I'll, I'll say it again yeah um, it's Romanic in Northumberland um, and he's played at centre half against Doncaster and Notts County and when we got the team sheet we were expected, I was expecting him to be in midfield because I know he's played there before and I think that may have been where he played for England in uh, the European Championships in the summer um, managed I think by Paul Simpson the former Newcastle uh, assistant coach to Steve McLaren um, and he scored goals for Newcastle's youth teams and he was at centre-half alongside Stefan O'Connor uh, who came from Arsenal a couple of years ago and Watts has done very, very well. John Anderson likes him. And when we're sitting commentating on the match, um, you obviously, when you're listening, you don't see and those mannerisms or facial expressions, which is a pity because they're all very lively. Uh, but, <laughs> but there's a lot of nodding of the head and looking at me and, you know, raising the eyebrows, but in a, in a positive way at Watts because there's obviously a player there that just gets it and good players can play anywhere and I think he's demonstrating that again still a teenager but somebody who um, I think will, will become uh, quite an important player at Newcastle at that at this level in the next couple of years and hopefully go on um, being I think he's been a real find this season and hopefully he'll continue his good form and for me you know we've, we've mentioned Sean Longstaff a lot uh, for me Sean Longstaff uh is going to get his chance at the first team. So I'll talk about his, his younger brother, Matty Longstaff, who is also a very dynamic young midfielder, has impressed in Checker Trade and Premier League 2. 
he's very versatile as well. He's he's played at right full back. He's played in midfield. He also played as a number ten at Notts County, and he was very lively, and you know, a re- real thorn in the side of of Notts County. And he's got that killer pass as well. Uh, you know, he's set up a couple of goals now in that competition, and he's doing really well. Uh, I know he's for a fact he's been watched by England at youth level. Um, it's a bit younger than. Bit, bit younger than Sean, but you know Newcastle got two good kids on the books there with, with, with the Longstaff brothers, and uh, you just hope that they get the opportunities that uh, they deserve because they're massive Newcastle fans as well. So it it uh, it would be a, a fairy tale story for them both, and as well as being really good players, they're both fantastic lads as well, yeah. aren't they? Obviously, got a close relationship, but um, I think they realise how special it is to be at Newcastle United as you say they're both huge fans of the club um, they've worked really hard like any young footballer to get to this stage but they appreciate what they've got and they've got the talent to go further and again talking about the attitude as well of the first team in, in other podcasts that we've done the attitude of the young players has been really good to go and get these results at Doncaster and Notts County and hopefully at Grimsby Um I think they, I think they're well looked after, well coached by Steve Harper and Ben Dawson. There's just a really nice mood and feel about the development team, um, and long may it continue. Fingers crossed. You can head over to ChronicleLive.co.uk for all the latest Newcastle United news, including live match coverage of the game against Grimsby on Tuesday night. Thank you very much. <laughs>